0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the All in Due Time podcast. I'm Shay. I'm Atlanta, and today we are going to be talking about the fearful, avoidant attachments. Yes, oh. we are. Hmm. This is going to be an interesting one. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm here for it, though. I mean, we're here to educate, guys. We are here to we educate. Are. But before we start, of course, it's the we've three. Got to do the three words. words. It's only right. Shay, do you want to start? God, okay. Start us off, please, so How I have more thinking I time. How am I feeling
1: this week? Hmm. First word for how i'm feeling this week is calm mm-hmm. nothing nothing too dramatic's been happening just neutral vibes very neutral vibes very neutral vibes not much to say just yeah cruising along floating along by everything seems to be fine second word i would say
0: is excited I was going to say that one. (laughs) You can say it too. I'm going to say it too. She can say it too. Um, Excited. Took the words right (laughs) out my bloody mouth.
1: (laughs) Because I don't know if I'm actually allowed to say much on it, but I have like an exciting thing coming up, which is related to my dance stuff. So yeah, that's all I'm going to say on that. And then... (laughs) Watch the space, guys. (laughs) Watch the space, darlings. (laughs) And then third word is I'm going to say I'm feeling grateful. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, because I'm on like summer holidays and stuff. I've increased like my hours at work. Mm -hmm. So I feel quite blessed to have been able to increase my hours. And then also that means more money. So I'm grateful to be having a bit more financially. So yeah, very grateful for
0: that, really. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. What about you, nice. So I'm going to steal yours. Go First for it. word is <laughs> I'm excited. I feel like I've got a lot of things to look forward to at the mm-hmm. moment. I've got a few birthdays coming up. Mm-hmm. I've literally got like five birthdays off oh, the top mate, of my head don't that even I can think of. July is
1: full of bloody birthdays, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and it's August, every month in July. All these bloody summer babies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, I think I've got things to look forward to, which just makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. So. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. Second one is feeling a bit emotional because Ooh. my housemate's moved out. So, oh. like, my favorite housemate. She's literally oh, my bestie. Love her. Yeah, Emma, if you're listening to this, which. Shout she out did, Emma. Yeah, she doesn't really like, well, she doesn't really listen to podcasts too much, but <laughs> she's still going to get a shout out anyway. Clarissa, shout out Emma anyway. Yeah, so <laughs> she's moved out mm-hmm. and. It didn't really hit me until she left, mm-hmm. and now I don't have anyone to go and annoy. And oh, just chill with. Right. So feeling a bit emotional, but she mm-hmm. only lives like down the road, so oh, you know right. it's minor. There we go. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, and then the last one is I'm feeling joyful go because. For it. Oh no, we're just out here here. recording. I'm Mm -hmm. with you in person. Mm -hmm. So that just makes me happy. Like I had a nightmare getting here because the trains were like cancelled. So there was a bus replacement and it was like looking at about two hours plus to get there. So I had to get dropped to the station, like a different station, get
1: Mm -hmm. the train,
0: Mm -hmm. get a bus. I had to call Shay and I was like, Mm -hmm. look, how do I get the bus? I don't know how to do this. (laughs) She was like, you're at the wrong stop. I got on the right stop. And then I thought that when you get on a bus, like, you have to say to them where you're going. So I was like, hi, I'm just going to Victoria Station. He's just looking at me and I'm looking at him. And then I just like tap oh my, my card on the it's thing. It's okay.
1: And we understand. You're not from London. It's fine. Yeah. You know, I don't know
0: these. You things. don't know these.
1: Yeah. This isn't your lifestyle. To be fair,
0: I've never been good with buses. I remember I was once in Nottingham and four buses went past me and I called my friend Lily and I was like, look, Why are they all ignoring me? I'm stood here. She was like, you need to put your hand out. (laughs) So yeah, I'm just happy to be here. And at one point earlier, I didn't think I was even going to make it because Mm -hmm. it wasn't looking good. But But you did. I did, of course. You made it and
1: you're here. Yes, (laughs)
0: Yes, <laughs> I am. So yeah, they're my three Amazing. words, finally, managed to get them out. <laughs> I guess we're going to just jump straight in. We'll jump
1: straight in, and for the most part, guys, this is Shay speaking, in case you didn't already realise, but, <laughs> yeah, but a
0: lot of people say that our, our voices... are the same. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll put a little post on Instagram asking you guys if, if we sound like
1: <laughs> But yeah, Shay is going to essentially take the majority of control of this episode, because mm-hmm. fearful avoiding is... My attachment style and the one I'm essentially working to change into a secure, yeah, because I can talk a bit more about it because I actually live this and experience this, so in a nutshell, right, I think the best way for me to describe what fearful avoidant attachment style is like is a cross between anxious attachment and the dismissive like avoidant one essentially, I'm a mixture. Of two lovely insecure ones, which (laughs) love that for me. Best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. I'm not just one insecure attachment style, but I'm two mixed together. (laughs) Love that for me. (laughs) (laughs) And essentially the reason it's called fearful avoidant is because there is a strong fear surrounding the stability of a relationship. Mm. And that's why in the secure attachment episode, I spoke about fear of relationships and fear of how I'll be in the relationship. Yeah. Because I've only been in one relationship and... It wasn't the best, it wasn't the healthiest and it definitely was not the most stable. Mm-hmm. That instability causes a fearful avoidant to have this real hot and cold reaction to it. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like with my partner, I'll crave them essentially, like want to be close to them, I'll crave being near them and having them around but at the same time, I'll push them away once it gets too vulnerable mm-hmm. and this hot and cold conflict it's really hard on your brain because... It's almost like you can't really control it. It's like, Mm. I love my partner, but why do I hate them at the same time? It's like, I want to be near you, but also don't come near me sort of thing. And I remember for me, especially when I was with my ex, it really used to mess me up because, for example, the relationship or my ex would be the cause of me being upset, for example. So I'd be hating my ex or really upset at him. But then I would be crying and I would call my ex to comfort me, even mm. though he's the root cause of why I'm crying. Yeah. And it's so, it's, it's really difficult to understand if you can't relate to it. But yeah, the hot and cold and sort of, I want you, but I don't want you.
0: It's just a very difficult mind space to be in. So it's a bit like there's many high and lows in the relationship. It's,
1: yeah, it's literally, it's, it's never calm. It's never in the middle. It's just kind of like rocky. Yeah, it's either really low and you're really upset. You're really low. You're really depressed. You're very resentful. Or you're really high and it's like, oh my gosh, this is the best partner in the whole wide world. Like it's, it's literally that hot and cold. Oh gosh. There's so no like... warm, there's no lukewarm, there's
0: no tepid, <laughs> like. <laughs> tepid. It's literally one extreme to the other. So like one minute you're clinging to your partner, mm-hmm. but then like when you feel rejected, mm-hmm. but then you feel trapped when they're close.
1: Yeah. And that's the I thing. It's like, yeah, you crave them in a way. You crave the relationship or you crave your partner when they're further away, but mm. when they come in and they're, they're getting too close or becoming a bit too vulnerable, that's when you want to push them away. So that, yeah, it's just like a mind. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know how to control it. And it's, it's just, it's horrible when your brain, it literally feels like a split brain sort of thing yeah. and essentially this whole conflict this whole hot and cold thing it stems from seeing love or the idea of love the idea of, of relationships mm-hmm. as turbulent and chaotic that's where this hot and cold comes from and again like we said attachment styles or everything in life really but attachment styles stem from childhood yeah um, and so if you have gone through something turbulent or chaotic in your household growing up that is what causes you to have this conflict because You've grown up seeing love as something that can't be trusted all the way. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have love for someone. For example, let's say parents. Let's let's take it all the way back to childhood. You've got love for a parent, but they may be emotionally abusive mm-hmm. or physically abusive. You still have that love, but you also have a fear of yeah. that person that you love. And that's what causes the conflict because it's like you want to go to them. You want to love them and you want them to love you, but you're also essentially unsafe around them sometimes so you can't fully trust 100 yeah because you can't trust if the situation is safe and that's why it's
0: chaotic so is it's you can't tell when it's safe or not yeah so it's almost like you're attempting to keep your feelings at bay yes. but then you're unable to and mm-hmm. you just can't avoid the anxiety yeah so like you're basically running away from your feelings yeah I don't have this attachment style, but I'm trying to yeah, understand it. Yeah, it's really,
1: it's honestly, it's a nightmare sometimes. <laughs> it's literally, you view love as a chaotic
0: thing that and you is very up you want to avoid it even though you want it.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. So you want to avoid it, but you also really crave it. So you'll get into a relationship, but then you'll have days where you're all about the relationship and other days where you're like, oh my God, I want to be single. I don't want to do this anymore. And you go into like a panic and a frenzy. And I think as well, whenever conflict happens in the relationship... It sends you haywire, Mm. but also a reason why a fearful avoidant person stays in a relationship for so long, even though it is so unhealthy or so chaotic or so quote unquote toxic, is because you learnt it in childhood. Your idea of love is chaotic, so it's familiar to you. That's Mm. why you stay there. Oh, that makes makes a lot. Right. So. okay, well, yeah. So because you've grown up and from a young age, you see love as this crazy, hectic thing that's some days on, some days off. Mm -hmm. That's how you go into relationships. Yeah. So even though it's horrible and it's making your brain go haywire, you're
0: used to it because that's what you know love to be. That's crazy. You can actually apply that to things outside of attachment styles like Mm. you might have in your childhood, had a parent that wasn't very consistent so then in your relationships Mm -hmm. you're used to people not being consistent not making as much effort and things like that because it's in your childhood that's that's what you think love is yes that i'm actually (laughs) mind blown because i didn't even think of that
1: yeah so the way if we look at like parent or carer and then like the child so this attachment style it will develop when a parent is emotionally available to their child but the child doesn't fully trust their parent. Like I said with it, a lot of people who have this attachment style, unfortunately, have gone through some sort of abuse from Mm. a young age, whether it's emotional, physical, whatever. It's when you've got a parent who, at times, can be emotionally available, but because at other times they're not, Emotionally available, and they may be mm. abusive to you. You've now got this broken trust of like they love me, but they also are abusing me. So what's going on? Or it could also be a case where you have one parent who is emotionally available, but another parent who isn't. So again, because you've got two different ends,
0: yeah, of like... the
1: emotion, that's the hot and cold again.
0: Gosh, it's a lot for me. To <laughs> it's process. a lot, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's a. <laughs> <it's>, um... <laughs> It's an interesting one. Going back quickly to the whole thing about parent and child, this sort of like two extremes that the child experiences, it means that, one, because you're a child, you have to rely on your parents anyway, yeah. right? So you rely on your parent to meet your needs, but then you're also scared to ask for what you need in the case that it causes the chaos or it causes turbulence in the house. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just... a bit of a mess, really. It's a bit of a mess, really, yeah. <laughs> yep. I love that for me. <laughs> I don't know if you can say there's like, because there's three main insecure attachment styles. And I don't think it's necessarily fair to say one is worse than the other. But I do think this one is the most challenging mm-hmm. and the most difficult to get over. Because it's basically it's a two mixture in one. of two. Yeah. It's anxious. So you kind of have to tackle both yeah, of them. Yeah, exactly. So you have to do the work for both things mm-hmm. to sort yourself out. You've essentially got two different attachment issues mm-hmm. to work on. Yeah. So it is a lot. And there's this thing in being a fearful avoidant, which is almost like a main factor of it or Mm -hmm. a main like behavior. And it's called depth of processing, right? Okay. And this is a major aspect of a fearful avoidance life. And I've got a nice definition here. Again, we're not psychologists or doctors or anything like that. This research has come from reputable sources online, I promise. (laughs) But the definition says depth of processing is over-analysing partners' micro-expressions and body language for signs of betrayal because your core wound is related to trust. So it's hot and cold. You don't trust your parent, but you also really want to trust your parent because they're your parent and you rely on Mm -hmm. them and you love them, blah, blah, blah. You, in relationships, will analyse every single detail because you're looking for something you're looking for something to say don't trust them mm. it's that you're searching for a reason to not trust them because to you love can't be trusted 100% yeah
0: I think that you can have little bits of each attachment style though like you yeah, might be one sure. attachment style but you know when you just said that I can relate to that 100% yeah, yeah. yeah. because again
1: that's an aspect of anxious which is your attachment yeah. style and my attachment style has anxious has <laughs> I'm trying to think off the top of my head, for example, let's say I'm in a relationship and I don't know, my partner comes home from work and doesn't automatically say hi to me. In my head, I'm like, oh God, something's gone wrong. I've done something wrong. I've done something wrong or what are they hiding? It's like, I'm looking for a reason to not be vulnerable with you, to not trust you. Because as far as I'm concerned, love is never 100% trusting. Like you can't 100% trust someone with your love. I'm working on this, but- initially for me I look at love as something that isn't all the way safe because I have such fears around the person you love hurting you I have a fear that if I get into a relationship the person will hurt me in some form so that's where my main fear of relationships comes from but then that fear has come from childhood traumatic experiences so it's really like twisted but it makes sense when you when you go when you work backwards it is deep rooted and it makes a lot of sense so yeah you look for signs in a partner that you don't trust essentially or, Mm -hmm. or you look for a way that your partner is betraying you yeah or being a danger to you or being unsafe to you because that's what you know because of that it's it sort of made me look at relationships in the same way of like okay I can get into a relationship But it's likely to be unsafe for me at some point or in some way.
0: The way you're explaining it, though, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm trying
1: trying my best because it is such a weird one Mm. because it's such a deeply rooted one. And it's quite an intense one, but yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad it's it's making sense because if it makes sense to you, it should hopefully make sense yeah, to yeah, because I to the be, people listening. I can be very laps sometimes. <laughs> Same to be honest. That's essentially everything I've got written down that I wanted to make sure I explained. But yeah, this attachment style I can't lie is very difficult because it's so intense. It's so deep rooted. All of them are, but this one especially. It's very deep rooted because for the most part it has stemmed from a very traumatic thing. Like majority of people have gone that have this attachment style had were abused in some way, which that in itself is just horrible and sad. Yeah. But you know, that's life. And I'm definitely working on fixing it. But yeah, it's going to take me, I mean, everyone's journey is different, but I think having this attachment style can potentially take you a bit longer to heal it because you've got to look at so many different angles. Because mm-hmm. I've got to look at, anxious attachment I've got to look at avoidant attachment and, merge the, and merge the two and then work out a plan on how I get through that all of this being said I am a lot more secure That's than bad. I was I've been through counselling and stuff and towards the end of counselling I remember speaking to my counsellor about it and she said you seem a lot more secure in attachment like she was saying for my next relationship she doesn't think I'll be as fearful avoidant as I have been mm. she essentially thinks that because I think because I'm so self-aware and I do so much work on myself and I analyze all of my behaviors and because I'm also actively trying to be a securely attached person, mm-hmm. it's not to say that if I was going to be in a relationship, it would be great. But I think I would
0: it would be a lot better than my last one. Yeah, you would know, because what to I, not do yeah, what I know to what not
1: to do. And I could I could sort of look in. Let's say I was in a relationship right now and certain things are triggering me or I'm behaving in a certain way. I could be like, hmm, Shay, stop it. That's a sign of fearful avoidant attachment or I can be like okay I reacted like this Mm, bit irrational this is just my attachment style playing up yeah that's fearful avoidant in a nutshell (laughs) 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 yeah it's a big (laughs) nutshell isn't it but (laughs) it's challenging of course having any insecure attachment is going to be challenging for you in relationships Mm -hmm. but at the same time like as long as you can be aware of it and uh, being aware of it is always the first step isn't it and i'm obviously to people listening those that don't actually know me in atlanta personally like i think from listening to our conversations we don't what's the word like we don't necessarily sound like we're super insecure people necessarily it's because we're so aware of these things yeah and it's like even though i have these strong fears that are so deep rooted at the same time on like a general basis like i'm fine yeah you know what i mean i'm not walking around and any male I see on the street I run away from or or if a guy tries to approach me, I'm going to be like, oh my God, no. You know what I mean? Like it's not, when I say I have these fears, like I have them, but they're also, I'm aware that they're quite strong and quite irrational. Mm -hmm. So these aren't fears that are holding me back in any way. These fears aren't stopping me from any guy ever trying to talk to me in my life at all. It's just, they're just there unfortunately because of what I've experienced from a young age, you know? Mm -hmm. And again, certain fears, you can either feed into the fears or you can ignore them and that's what I choose to do I choose to ignore them so if anyone out there has similar fears or feels like oh my god Shay like what you're saying I can 100% relate just don't feed into it too much it's hard easier said than done of course but don't feed into it and you will be fine all in due time all in due time amen (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that is fair. Avoided. That is done fearful and Done and
0: dusted, guys. I and really enjoyed this episode because oh, I feel like out. I learnt a lot. i was oh, just I'm kind glad. of <laughs> I, I didn't really have too much of an input, but I just Shay had so much to say <laughs> and. Yeah, I hope you guys liked it because mm-hmm. she came with the facts. Came
1: with the facts, honey. <laughs> Call me a psychologist. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I really hope that it could help somebody. One person yeah. is all I needed to help, really. Mm-hmm.
0: But if if we helped more, that's great. <laughs> and guys, since this is the last attachment style that mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about, I just wanted to say that your attachment style does not define you, Amen. and it can be changed. Exactly. So. You've got this mm-hmm. personal growth yeah understanding yep. yourself is key mm-hmm. and if you're listening to this then i've said it before and <laughs> i'm not sure which episode <laughs> if you're listening to this then you're already doing exactly. it exactly you're already one step ahead of everyone else exactly Please. so yeah we hope you liked it mm-hmm. and we'll see you in the next episode catch you later